0: Live from Casa de Monte Cristo with Swayna Marcus. It's smoking section. We have here the one, the only Nash Nights
1: live. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Honestly,
0: she <laughs> should just replace it with my voice.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to steal that recording from you. Gonna need it.
0: That and Breaking Through, mm-hmm. podcast host, Elena Smith, who is also, by the way, the ACM Awards voiceover.
1: I am. And the nominees and are. And the nominees
0: are. <laughs> oh, she was over there just doing it. Uh, she's doing the damn no. thing. She's doing it. She is doing the damn thing. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, especially now. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. A, it's a nice little relaxing atmosphere.
1: I'm into it. It's vibey here. She
0: is smoking a cigar, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I am. She is yes. smoking a cigar. Cheers to that. Uh, second female on this on this on this season, and she is smoking a cigar. That is the second one. Second. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, because you had Kaylee, right? Yeah, Kaylee and Kaylee mm-hmm.
0: smoked cigars. Yeah. She she walked in and knew what she wanted.
1: Wait, do people come here and not?
0: We've had one artist come in and not.
1: Oh, how embarrassing! No,
0: it's all right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you forgive them did did you I, did you call them out for I
0: did. it we, on the podcast
1: yes yeah good she
0: and i and then i called it out on instagram too
1: oh you did <laughs> good yeah. as so you me, should
0: so Martha jervis she uh she uh she came in and she goes i don't have to smoke dude i'm like no you don't have to smoke so she didn't smoke but she got a, fr- a really female friendly drink it's like a wine spritzer no yeah no made fun of her i
1: got whiskey and i've got a cigar <laughs> so let's go Let's go. (laughs) She
0: did a damn thing. (laughs) Goose is over there. Goose is over there. Got his cigar.
1: Yes, he does. My little angel over there. This is
0: going to be a good one. (laughs) Me and Goose go way back.
1: Yeah. Wait. I don't even know how you guys know each other.
0: That's a great question. Uh, We met through Bren Black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's how me, him, and Bren all linked up and met up. Sweet. And and Dwayne. And Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's actually when I first met you. Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying, I was... Oh, same place? Yeah, yeah, kicking it with Brynn and everything, and then mm-hmm. I met Goose through Brynn and stuff, and uh, yeah, I think all of us just kept that circle... We kept up, that circle kind of going, going for the last... that circle going. That's a cool that little was, circle. That's like eight years ago. Right. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a wow. minute. Wow. That's almost
1: a decade, guys. I can do math. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're about to have your 10 year reunion. <laughs>
0: We're about to, we should totally go on a cruise for that.
1: <laughs> Please do. Like, let's just plan We're that. We're going to Cuba. Now it's a thing. Now it's a we thing. We are going, We're to, going Cuba. to Cuba. Guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but, Elena,
0: so let's talk about you. Enough about Goose. Oh, goodness. Let's go. We're not going to give Goose spotlight anymore. <laughs> so, where are you from? You're from California.
1: I am, yeah. I was born in California. Mm-hmm. And then, very quickly, moved to Texas. Obviously, not by my choice. I was like three months old. But then uh, I was there until I don't know five or six, and then I came back to California or went back to California, and then Florida and here.
0: So when did you? So when did you start in radio?
1: It was an accident. So I, like I feel I,
0: like everyone's radio story starts off when it was an accident, right? Because mine was an accident when yeah. I started on radio.
1: So there are very few people that actually like went for it, yeah. Which is also kind of sad because I feel bad when like people are like <laughs> we went for it and no, but I mean I think it's I think it's almost better to fall into it only because. You know, then it's really natural. It's really natural. Yeah, but um, I actually wanted to work in television and had worked really hard to get a job at Entertainment Tonight. Wow! And I did get a job there. Ended up hating it, but uh, I had to. I had to. You know, I, I was in college at the same time, and it was a very weird reality because I was. At San Diego State University, mm-hmm. and also working in Los Angeles, so it was. Were you like
0: flying back and forth or driving back and forth? I was
1: driving, and boy, like
0: how long is that drive?
1: It depends. Like it could be two hours, it can be seven because of tra- LA traffic. Tra- tra- LA traffic. Uh-huh. I remember there was one time that I was driving back to San Diego, and LA was in my rearview mirror, downtown LA, for three hours. Be, that's how slow the traffic was going. Three hours, I kept seeing it. I was going stir-crazy. I had conversations with myself. There was a Wilson involved. I don't even want to remember that. <laughs> but we. But so I was going back and forth, and, uh, and it was kind of one of those things where I thought, oh, okay, like, I've worked forever to get this job, mm-hmm. and I'm not happy here, but this must be what people experience all the time. Like, you work so hard to get there, and then you're just like, oh, okay, well, what else am I going to do, you know, because right. I... I don't know anything else, really. But since I was in school, I was also paying for my own school, and I needed a very, very flexible job because I was making hardly anything at that time at Entertainment Tonight. Oh, boy. And so um, I was just looking for anything that was going to let me make my own schedule, and I saw a uh, an ad for a uh, radio promotions person. Mm-hmm. And so I called them up, and I was like, listen, here's my deal. Like, Can you work around this? They're like, we'll take you whenever you can work. And so I just signed on with them, ended up doing that. Long story short, it was a Jack FM station and, you know, they don't have DJs or anything. So their promo people were kind of their hosts. And uh, so I'd go out to all these events and I would end up hosting them. And it came back to the PD that uh, everybody really loved me hosting. And they ended up getting a morning show, the first ever Jack FM station to get a morning show because a San Diego just kind of legendary morning show lost its home and and everybody wanted to take them. So um, they ended up taking them, but the girl on the show was still under contract with the other people. And so they auditioned all these people to do it. And last minute, um, the PD came to me and was like, listen, they're doing auditions anyway. I think you should just go in there and kind of. Check it out. Just see how you feel. Cause if we think we, that you'd be good at this. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. He's like just go, just go. Like they're not going to pick you. Just go. It's a great <laughs> they're not right. Pick you, right? They're, they're like not it's a great
0: motivational speech. It right really
1: that's <laughs> literally what he said. And I was like, "Okay, cuz then you know it takes the pressure off." Right, and right. you're just thinking, "Well, it's something to explore. I'm in college still. I can, you know, explore whatever." And um I go in and we do this mock show. I don't even own a pair of headphones for radio. I'm like, "They had to go grab me a pair." And uh we do a mock show. I leave and I just think, Whoa, I loved that. That was so fun. Didn't even know that existed as a reality for me. And uh, two days later, the host called me. I'll never forget that phone call because he said, I thought I really wasn't going to like you, but I kind of fell in love with you. Do you want to come work with us? And I was like, Okay. (laughs) And so that's, I literally never looked back. That's how I fell into radio. And uh, I, so I fell into that female role for about six months and then they needed to bring the other girl back. Mm-hmm. And this was right when social media was really becoming like a big thing and right. people, you know, their voices were heard on social media. The people were finally interacting with their favorite personalities. Right. You know, it was very accessible. And, um, when I left and just went back to regular college life and everything, they started a campaign, bring, bring back Elena. And so I ended up being a part of that show until I graduated college. And I was like, okay, well, if I want to do this, I need to go somewhere else because otherwise I'm going to be the baby sister of San Diego Mm -hmm. forever. Forever. Yeah. And so I just applied everywhere. And that's when I ended up joining Cumulus, moved to Florida straight out of college. And they called me about a year into that job and brought me out here.
0: Wow. Okay. That's pretty
1: much the whole story. Okay. <laughs> wow. There you have it. Mm-hmm.
0: So you went to San, Di- San Diego University or State University?
1: San Diego State University. Let me tell you, too, that was uh, weird because you're in college and, like, doing a morning show. And so I was going into work at, you know, leaving my place at, like, 2.30 or 3 a.m., mm-hmm. seeing everybody still partying because, like, my, my commute, I passed... Like the sororities and the and they, uh, part- and they were still partying and I was like why <laughs> why is this I'm my just life getting started. I'm literally starting my day yes so it was I did I didn't get like the end of college experience but also I wouldn't have traded That's it for how anything. It was my
0: intern for when I interned for uh, morning a uh, morning show and we had they were like we'll oh, be here by four o'clock in the morning I'm like do you realize I'm a college kid yeah. Are it's kidding it's, me? It's a
1: weird thing, right? It's a very weird because thing. Because you can't go out with your friends, nope. really. You can't. So it, it changes your social life.
0: Completely. Yeah. I didn't have a social life. Same. My social life was by my coworkers.
1: Right. And were all your friends like older people? Yeah. Because that's same. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: were all ordering the meeting, all going out and drink. I can't drink yet.
1: Oh, poor baby. could can't drink yet. Mm-hmm. It was bad.
0: That's early. I'm sorry. Let me go back. You said faux. You said 2.30. Yes. In mm-hmm. the morning for radio. Yeah. hmm yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah y'all. It was, it was the whole we, thing. You got to think we start at like, what, five or six in the morning sometimes, depending on what station you're at. You, right. You start at five. Yeah. The show starts at five or six. Right. And it could be a four or three hour show.
1: hmm And you need to talk to everybody you, you about it. And like so much yeah. can change from, from the, the morning before when you leave work yep. to the morning of. And you have to be so up to date with everything. And it's, it's just. It's, it's
0: see, insane. Yeah. See that early. I'll straight have my berry White on. I'll be like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think many people would blame you. <laughs> oh yeah, they
0: wouldn't blame you at all. Uh uh-uh. oh. That's why I'm kind of jealous of Bobby Bones doing it. Mm-hmm. Bobby does, and it's like I don't know how you do that, man. Mm-hmm. And then you travel at the same time. You lost your mind.
1: Oh yeah. Watching it, him do the stuff he does is wild. It's just wild. Yeah.
0: So so you went so you went from California.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then you working in entertainment tonight mm-hmm. were you on TV with entertainment tonight no I
1: was behind the scenes and that was always like my goal mm-hmm. and I eventually wanted to like direct and right I wanted, or I, I either wanted to direct or be an EP right and um, that was always what I wanted so it was never like in front it was never on a mic it was always behind the scenes so this was a wild change up for me
0: and now mm-hmm. and now you're the voiceover for ACMs
1: and the nominees
0: and are. And the nominees are. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Yeah. So let's talk about Breaking Through. So tell us about Breaking Through Podcasts.
1: So this podcast, it was a re- I, the easiest way for me to explain it is to tell you the original name. The original name was Women Want to Hear Women.
0: Ah, uh, okay. And
1: uh, the whole podcast kind of stemmed from this whole really kind of shameful situation mm-hmm. that country radio is in right now. And yep. it's that there is a. Massive lack of females represented, mm, and that's um, so true. Yeah. yeah, and and it took me a while to realize that too. Because I came when I came, the radio station I came from, and when I came to Nashville was a pop station, and obviously I was working in a pop culture world even before that. So I'm very used to women dominating, right? You know, the charts, the entertainment industry. So it was a really pretty immediate like rude awakening when I came here that I was like, how is it that my five hour radio show is playing maybe one female? Like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's this bigger conversation too about representation and just making sure that voices are heard because, you know, for, for little girls, for women, you don't want to just be the object. Like, you want to hear your yourself represented right. and your point of views and know that your voices are valid, and in pop culture is a big way to do that because that's how we shape ourselves, right. honestly. So, I came, I saw that problem, and then Tomato Gate happened. Do you remember that? Yes,
0: with Martina McBride wearing a T-shirt. Yes. Yeah. So this
1: guy, for anybody that doesn't know, basically um, this uh,
0: radio consultant, radio
1: consultant, yeah, he made this comment. In I'm paraphrasing, of course, but like it was basically like you know
0: country women are radio
1: is like a salad Yeah, women are just the <laughs> tomatoes yes. like sprinkle them here and there you I know but that. yeah and so of course it created an uproar and also started creating this awareness for oh gosh yeah let's look at this it's and change that. Right. But it's also been a very slow process and it was very taboo to talk about. It still is kind of taboo to talk about within the industry. Yeah. But, um, there was just one day that I got really fed up with being told to my face that women don't want to hear women. And so wow. I was like, you know what, like, why just sit right and multiple times. And then like having become friends with different female artists and stuff, I started finding out like they've been told the same thing from right. record execs, from radio people, from all these, like, you know, from management, from PR. They've been told these the same thing to their face. And I'm like, that's just not right. Like, let's reclaim that narrative. Right. So that's where the podcast was born from. And my whole idea was just to. Get uncomfortable, you know, talk about it because people were so uncomfortable with it. Like, let's just kind of face it, right? And make sure that it's always at the forefront so we're not sweeping it under the rug, right? So, that was the idea behind it, and to give women in country any kind of platform I could, any kind of extra platform Mm -hmm. I could, and you know, help uh, newer artists as well to.
0: Yeah, I was talking I talked with a friend the other day about that. We had a very long conversation a friend in Boston about um about females being played on radio and things like that. Yeah. And uh it kind of led down I I I had a very interesting point. It kind of led back to who to, like the who who to blame scenario. Oh yeah. And it's like okay, do you blame the radio stations or do you blame the radio consultants? And Back then, I don't know how it is now, but I think part of the problem back then, and I have to word this very carefully, but I think it could be labels back then were were, were looking for a certain type of artist. Like if they already made one successful female artist, they were looking for a mirror image, right? Of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And instead you, of something different. Instead of, instead of someone who's unique and different. Yeah. yeah. Cookie cutter. Well, and yeah. you know,
1: like, I, I, my experience is that it's always a blame game. Yeah. Radi- it's it's like this round circle. I mean, it's radio is going to blame the record label. Record and the, label. It's going to blame radio. radio. Yeah. And they both have their reasonings for it. And it's just, it, it made me realize, like, oh, okay, we're creating the problem. Because the label's saying... The radio doesn't want to play females. Mm-hmm. Radio saying they're not giving us any females. Right. And so you know, I think it's one of those things that too many cooks were in the kitchen, and you know, you have to believe something at some point. Right. And most people were. It was just easier to believe that. Right. You know. And then it was just this vicious cycle that went downwards. I think. I mean, I none of us really, I think, know no, the answer. I don't think. Yeah, I don't but, think
0: anyone really knows the answer to yeah. that. But that's no. That's very. That's very true. It's mm-hmm. just. It's crazy how it's, it's become a big problem yeah. when it sh- really shouldn't be.
1: And it's sad, too, because it's created even more of, like, you know, you hear all the time that women get pitted against each other. I mean, it happens with men, too, of yeah. course. But, like, it's very common with women because there's very few spaces right. for them. Right. And so it's just this, again, vicious circle of, like, just really kind of bad stuff. It's crazy. But yeah. I'm
0: glad that you're doing that. I'm glad. I, I've listened to a couple episodes. And I, and I I love them. Thank you. Um, I've heard some crazy stories about you. Oh. About me? Uh-oh. Yeah. What? Some I'm good an angel. No, what but, do you mean? But fun stories. <laughs> 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 I just heard, I've just heard, I've, um, I've been, listen, I have, uh, Dwayne can vouch for me. I have been anticipating this interview. Yes. Yeah, he has. Because I've heard, I, I follow you. I mean, I'm a, like, I'm one of your fans. Oh. On, on. I'm fangirling on my own podcast. <laughs> fangirl away, fangirl away. Ne- that never happens. <laughs> I well, then I'm, I'm honored. I don't think I've ever fangirled my own podcast, <laughs> but I follow you, and it's like you, like, I mean, obviously, everyone's like Instagram. It's like oh, social media is like a oh, whole pleasure. But like, no, you were, you were like a really down to earth person. Thank you. From what I can tell on Instagram and if Goose is dating you're damn sure damn, damn her <laughs> no but I've, I've heard nothing but nice everyone I've talked to mm. about you and I say oh I'm, ha- I'm getting late and they're like oh my god I love her it's like, oh really? yeah yeah like there's no not, there's no one in this industry who's ever said anything bad about you no. and it's like oh shit like I'm excited for this
1: thank you I've been excited for
0: this Um so so, breaking through. So, who's been your favorite guest so far?
1: Carrie Underwood.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and
1: I'll tell you why. And it's very specific. But because Carrie, I've interviewed her for years, mm-hmm. you know, with National Nights Live. And... Um, what I really actually kind of is endearing to me about her right. is how shy she is. Because yes. she's this mm-hmm. superstar, and you would think that, you know, she'd come in, like, huge personality or whatever. Yeah. I'll never forget, like, the first time she came in, she was just very reserved, very shy. You know, she doesn't... She's just way different than right. I ever would have thought. So when she agreed to do the podcast, you know, she had just announced her entirely female tour like mm-hmm. cry pretty had just come out mm-hmm, and um, I was just like, okay, well I'm really happy. Like I'm excited to have her on the podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the questions I want, but I was very fully prepared for her to be shy mm-hmm. and not, you know, really say much. She surprised the hell out of me. Girl went deep. I don't know if you heard that one, but she. <laughs> I was haven't like, heard that one yet. Yeah, you, I, I'm gonna have to send it to you yeah. because it's it's really a good one. She was like standing up for her sisters. She was like, "This." Am I allowed to cuss on this? Yes, you are. She, yeah. she was like, "This is bullshit." Like, I don't understand. Like these these women are out there, you know, busting their ass just as much, if not more, than men. She even had this line that was quoted quite a bit, and it was something along the lines of, um, "You know." we see all these guys come out with their songs and she's like and I see them go to number 1 and I'm like good for you but who are you like there's all of these women who have Damn. been working and you she literally said that, and it was just—it was—it really stood out, and that—that that is the one that ended up making the most headlines. Like it was on Entertainment Tonight, which was a full circle for me because yeah. you know that's where I was, and um, it was on E, it was on every country music. Like it just—it really kind of exploded because she doesn't often talk that openly no. about controversial stuff, right? And since then, she really hasn't said much else. It was kind of like she's like, "I said it," and. There you go That's it I I
0: spoke my mind about it And that was it Yeah A lot of people don't do that A lot of people speak their mind And just continue speaking their mind And just like Okay
1: Exactly It's time for you to
0: like (laughs) Cut this shit out now Uh Right We get it We get where you stand It's kind of done Um, She's a sweetheart though
1: She's so sweet. She's so sweet. Yeah. I know.
0: I was sick. Oh, so man,
1: mine's not lit anymore. You got, all
0: right, so give her another. No, uh, here's the lighter. Where's, where's My where's cigar lighter just went at? dead. Okay. Went dead. Here we go. Here we all right, go. Hold so on. All right, so you to relight that. Spark, wait, her, wait. Up. Spark here, her up. Spark her up. Spark her Here, Right, This pause right here is dedicated to the re-sparking of a cigar. There we go. There we go. She is now lit.
1: Back in action. She's back.
0: <laughs> and we're back. We're back. <laughs> so, um... Was it? Was it? Because um, you didn't want to do this. It was divine intervention? Yeah. As I call it, divine intervention. So, how did you get the gig with Sean?
1: Oh, so that was when I was in Florida. Uh huh. I was doing a morning show there, and it was a uh, a pop morning show. So, you know, all the Katy Perry is uh, all, you know, <laughs> all the Taylor Swift's, all that stuff. And um, I get a call from the head of programming from Cumulus and I was in a small market. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this was my first headlining morning show. right? And um, great town, great station, like still have some of the best friends out there, even in the 10 or 11 months that I live there. But I got a call from the head of programming and they're like, hey, we've been listening to you for the past year and we've really been wanting to do something more with you. And, um, I'm like, oh, okay. Like this was out of nowhere for right. me. Like I did not think that they were listening to like, you know, this little morning show in Florida. And, um, but that I think is a very big, um, plus of working in a corporate company. Yes. They can be listening from high up to anywhere to anywhere. Yeah. And, um, He's like, we're, we're thinking that we might have a position for you there on a national level. You know, would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, but I work in pop radio. And he's like, yeah, I know you work for me. And I'm like, good point. <laughs> uh, you, would, you would know. And uh, But he was like, you know, uh, country's kind of moving in this progressive way mm-hmm. of there's a lot of pop culture influence. Mm-hmm. And so we want to pair... The person that we have, which was Sean, who had been country music for 25 years, they wanted to pair him with somebody that also was very active in pop culture. Mm-hmm. And given where I was and my background with Entertainment Tonight, they were mm-hmm. like, we think that this might really work. So uh, they flew me out about two days later, we had an interview and I hit it off with Sean and... and Freaking kicks Brooks was in on my interview, which was a wild. <laughs> Kix Brooks was in your yeah. interview. Yeah, I walk in and it's this. So I don't know. Have you, have you been to our building yet? No, I'm gonna have to bring you by. Yeah, but we have this green room and it's where like all the artists will sit or where they do like the they'll write songs in there for the morning. show. They yeah. do all this. Yeah, yeah, the ten minute tune and um. So they bring me back there. And just sitting on the couch in this big old, like, cowhide couch that's, like, the most royal thing you've ever seen, redneck-wise, you know. It's, like, beautiful, <laughs> just lovely. And sitting on that couch is Sean uh, Blair Garner, who's yeah. also huge, huge lead radio yeah. legend, yeah. and uh, Kix Brooks. And I'm just like, oh, hi. <laughs> like, what? What? And they sit me down and they, they start asking me questions. It's all of them and then, like, three of the execs. So it was a weird interview to to have that's
0: very weird but like all people interviewing you what six people interviewing you yeah one damn time and
1: and it was like very much like a power thing too because they were all sitting in like these big chairs and i was sitting on a stool and i'm like okay i know my place (laughs) thank you (laughs) i get it but it was great i mean like they were all so cool and everything was so natural and um You know, it felt like a fit, and I just was like, God, I hope I get that. And two days later, they called, and they were like, we'd like to offer it to you. How soon can you move? And I was like, tomorrow? I have, like, seven things in my apartment. I've been in Florida for not even a year. I'm ready to go.
0: I'm still packed. Are you kidding
1: me? I I haven't even unpacked all my boxes. Let's go. I'm out. So, yeah. So, I I was back. I was in Nashville before the year ended.
0: What year was that?
1: 2014. No, 2013, because 2014 would have been my first full year here. So
0: you have 2014. So you've watched it grow in the last five years. Dude,
1: I don't even recognize it. I that. don't
0: recognize it. Like the building that you live in now? Yeah. I, remember, I remember it was a gravel lot.
1: Yes. Like my boyfriend a gets park, mad at that? me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Goose gets mad because he's like... This, this used to be my parking spot. It, it really, it,
0: seriously, it used to be my parking spot. Where I would leave my car over yes. there. I got two drops. <laughs> that was my spot. Seriously. I know. Yeah. I get
1: lectured a lot for where I live, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't do it myself.
0: because oh, What's his face? was in that building, too. Brett Aldrich.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: a neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I talk to him quite often. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I used to like park there. Yeah. yeah it's and now weird. you basically own a condo there. So that
1: actually wasn't even there when I moved here.
0: Really? So, yeah.
1: So I mean, like, that's how much things have changed even since I've been here. And like, I mean, I oh, I'm still bitter. Like, we can't even talk about like the housing market. I like how much do we all wish that we had bought a house in 2014, right? Like anywhere. Like, I don't care. Like, give me a shit piece of whatever. Like, Zillow has that thing that it's like last sold for. Yeah, yeah. And I remember finding a house that I really liked, and it was. And it said last sold for, I think it was $110,000. Mm-hmm. And mm. this is about a year, maybe two ago. And said it was 350000 Last sold for 110000 in 2013.
0: Holy yeah, shit. I wanted to
1: vomit. I wanted to vomit. It's
0: ridiculous here. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it goes down. I don't think it'll ever go down, but I I don't don't ho- think. I'm hoping it'll go down eventually. I don't think it I will. I don't think it will. I think it's going to keep climbing and keep climbing and keep climbing. Nashville's mm-hmm. becoming a city that's like, it's. they were like saying like you you have to be making at least $70,000 a yeah, it's year it's to, so expensive. to live here now. To
1: live here. Yeah, a lot of my friends still will be like, oh, but like the rent's got to be so cheap there. I'm like, honey, no, it doesn't. let me tell you about Nashville.
0: <laughs> I got a friend who has a studio apartment paying $1,300 a month.
1: Yeah, it's insane. I'm
0: paying $800 for, for mine, and it's like, My place is bigger than
1: yours. (laughs) (laughs) It is wild though. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I and I do think it's just gonna keep getting more expensive. So it's I don't know, it's it's in its city. I mean, even I remember the first like three months that I lived here, I never had a weekend off because not work wise, Mm -hmm. because everyone wanted to visit. Like everybody always wants to be here and check it out. Now they've got the friend here, so they're like hey can I come and I, then I was lonely so I'm like yeah come whatever hey, but, now,
0: but now you be closing that door huh? yes
1: now I'm like <laughs> I need to
0: reevaluate re- re- my friendships then right? <laughs> no one came to visit me
1: <laughs> I'd come to visit I you need to Marcus re, I need to
0: reevaluate my friendships <laughs> the hell is going on here y'all all should have came and visited me
1: wait where are you from
0: I'm from Philadelphia
1: oh okay yeah and you've been here for how long
0: 10 years it'll be 10 years in january
1: dang
0: january 5th That's crazy. So you've seen it
1: change way more than i have mm.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah when when tailgate was damn mcginnis
1: yes <laughs> that that place has Remember been that? so many different things it's at this so, point. Many. so has the uh live oak now it's live, oak live, was oak.
0: live oak what was live Oak before it was
1: frisky frog and then before frogs. that it was, it was something else and south Red, oh, Rooster. Red, Rooster. Red, Rooster. Red, Rooster. Red Rooster, Red Rooster.
0: That's what it was. Yeah, Red it's Rooster. It's been a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. South is gone. South has changed to something else now. Yeah, that's
1: something else too. It's like
0: bar lines or something now. I Some old line or something. Old line. Old line.
1: They've got good Orange Crush thingies.
0: The only thing that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they do <laughs> Orange Crush thingies. The only, the
0: only yeah, thing, think, the only thing that's good called... there. The only thing that's good there now is like Tin Roof has been there for consistent.
1: Yeah, Tin Roof and Doghouse. I frequent Doghouse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's For those of you who don't
0: know, I am a security guard part time. Yeah. <laughs> Doghouse is one of the places. Chris Youngfreak was there too.
1: Okay. <laughs> Love you, Chris. But my friend and I have a game. And like I see him, and we'll hang out there. But we have a game that every time we see him, we take a shot. No. <laughs> And let me tell you there's so been very funny. few times we have I, to take a I this think
0: show. I'm going to do that.
1: You should. It's a I great think, game. I think we're going to do that. You you have to think of all kinds of different drinking games when you're out there. So. Between him
0: and between him, I well, Ryan Hurd was there yesterday. Uh. Uh-huh. Um it was him and Ryan Hurd hanging out. And it was kind of crazy cuz it was like me and Chris was there the night before. And he was oh, yeah, he was there the night before. I had stopped in. and He was there the night before and I'm like I literally walked in and I'm like, "Does he ever leave this place?" Like are you trying to get part ownership in this place or what?
1: I swear to God, I'll see him there, and then twelve hours later, he's in Australia, and I'm like, "How? It's a twenty-hour flight. How did you, how did you do that?" He's, doghouse gives him magical powers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it so does. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so who's been besides? So not on your podcast, but just in general. Besides mm-hmm. Carrie, who's been your favorite artist to interview altogether?
1: Oh. Okay, I have two. Okay. Number one is Reba. Reba McIntyre. I
0: love Mr. Reba.
1: Oh, my gosh. I got a
0: Reba story for you. So do I. I want to hear yours.
1: Okay. (laughs) So... Reva comes in and like this is I always say this is why mine's probably not as good as yours so I'll go first. No,
0: it probably, (laughs) but probably is.
1: Um, she, I've always said like the reason really she's my favorite is because she's just like you understand why she's had the longevity she's Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. because she just knows how to she knows how to do it. She knows how to interact with people. She knows how to do an interview like she knows that she's so quick she you just you understand so right. she'll always find a way to like make you feel super special mm-hmm. even but with the littlest things so like you know I, I had met her probably six or seven times at this point but you know you always think okay she's Reba McIntyre like she, she doesn't right. know who I am right which like side note she probably doesn't she probably asked her people you know like right before she walked in but that's smart that's very smart <laughs> that's smart so she comes in and I had just gotten a haircut and she's like Elena and I'm like hey and she's like Oh, you got a haircut this is my favorite cut of yours yet and I'm like oh, Reba thanks so I mean, just it's just those little things. So any, I mean, if there's any like aspiring artists listening right now and stuff, go that extra mile because yeah, it. Yeah. And that's not even that's like an extra step, but it's nothing. But it goes, just leaps and bounds beyond what other artists right. do. Like just humans just want to feel like humans and not feel like you know you're just another right. person in this person's day. If
0: someone else is like that. Um, Garth back, Brooks. Garth Brooks is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as business wise, like knowing their shit. Right. Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. Toby Keith came to Philly one time and he they they were we were on the bus talking and he he knew exactly how many spins per day he was getting. Yeah. Down like down to the like almost the, the exact number. Mm. And it was like are you kidding me like no artist comes in and knows that information right. but that's
1: just a testament to how yeah. he's lasted as long yeah as he has and why he's like the one of the highest paid people yeah. in the country, <laughs> country like, music. yeah Bad also enough. i mean that has something to do with taylor swift too exactly
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so that no one really realizes that story yeah thank Which you is taylor. Basi-
1: it's basically wait okay let me see if i remember it correctly so he bought a stake in Big Machine Big Machine when she and like so he basically bought a stake in Taylor in Taylor
0: yeah because yeah. she was the only artist she was right. the young artist at that time because yeah, Trisha yeah. was on there and Jack Ingram was on there too
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and so yeah because it was partnered with Show Dog as well at one point yep, yep. that's
1: right mm-hmm. yeah can we talk about how much I appreciate Kenny Chesney because there are very few people that come into the studio and I don't feel like a Polly Pocket <laughs> so just shout out to him for being around my height him and him Justin, and Justin Moore. Moore oh I get so excited I'm like I don't have to wear my big girl shoes I can just be me no
0: my thing is when I love seeing pictures of you sitting next to Charles Kelly yes <laughs>
1: That and Blake Shelton are, and Florida Georgia Line, Uh, I can keep going though, I mean like everybody's so tall. Everyone's so tall. Everybody is so tall, and you know what the funniest thing is though, is when um, we take a picture, like me, Sean, and an artist, a really tall one, and if I'm in the middle, because you know, a lot of times, well obviously it's mostly guys that are rolling through, so like they always put the girl in the middle, and um, Twitter does those like thumbnail picture things. And so like the preview picture in the preview pictures, I am very often not even in them. So it looks like like Sean and the <laughs> artists are just awkwardly standing kind of far away from each other. <laughs> it is a treasure. Oh,
0: my God. So what's been the hardest thing you had to, had to go through being an on-air personality? Man, because I know it hasn't been all peaches and cream. Yeah,
1: no. Like I the mean, story,
0: the story sounds like it's been peaches and cream, but it, it, mm-hmm. I know it hasn't been. Yeah, you've gone through some shit.
1: Boy, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I, um, man, the, I think the hardest thing is just finding my place because when you come into something, into this world of, I came into a nationally syndicated world. Right. As a nobody, really. And especially in country music as a nobody. Right. So, uh, because, you know, I came from, again, pop. So, like, I didn't know the world. I didn't know the community. And this is such a tight-knit community, especially in Nashville. It's a small town, big city, but, (laughs) you know, it's everybody knows each other. And I was kind of this odd person out who is just trying to find my place. So, I would say that's been the hardest thing and just proving that I have value and proving that I'm not just like a laugh box to sit, sit next to somebody and mm-hmm. you know, I have a voice and I have ideas and mm-hmm. that's that's been the biggest struggle, just making sure that I stay true to myself and don't doubt myself because it's very easy to do that and to be pushed aside. So, it's a constant struggle, honestly. It's a constant struggle. Yeah, strip. yeah. That's that.
0: understandable. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's understandable, especially being a woman in this industry.
1: Time has helped a lot, obviously, yeah. but it took it took a lot of time to even like establish myself in this community because, again, it is so close, and it's kind of like a. I wouldn't say it's clicky, but it's clicky, <laughs> you know. In the fact that like people yeah. want to, yeah, and people want to protect their circle. And so, you know, an outsider comes in and it's just, it's, it's, that's always a struggle.
0: But look at you now. You're killing it. Thank
1: you. I'm trying. Doing
0: the damn thing. So, um, what, so, what's next? So, you, so, you, everything comes, I'm not, not, not starting any rumors. Not not starting any rumors. Mm -hmm. But everything comes to, every good thing comes to an end at a certain point, Mm -hmm. eventually. So, I'll question it this way. Okay. If if they called you up tomorrow and said, "Hey, end of the year, we're you know, because radio radio changes constantly, end of the year we're no longer doing national next lives." Mm-hmm. What would you do?
1: Well, I'd continue my other two shows, I would think, because mm-hmm. um, I also just I started a new show recently. Uh, it's a weekend show, also. It's yes, yes. yes you well. did, yeah, yeah. It's called with Elena, and I, I would continue those unless they were like we're taking it all away from you <laughs> right. um, but honestly like the next step is yeah. moving a little bit more into digital and television okay um, so I guess that that would be just the avenue I'd go to. I can see you
0: own, I can see you having your own television show based out of Nashville
1: I hope so and if you do
0: that can I be your co-host
1: I mean we
0: can we can kind of like be you know the, the minority version of Ryan and Kelly.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Get me another whiskey and we'll sign a contract. know yeah,
0: right? Yeah. can <laughs> <laughs> definitely do that based out of Nashville.
1: I, wouldn't it be fun though? Because be like I do great. love that that now. More minorities are coming into this, yeah. and I I just did a podcast with Mickey Guyton, yeah, and we had we had some serious conversations about you know how Damn. we feel in this community yeah. because we're not seeing ourselves represented, and I'm also a part of <laughs> right. um, the ACM Diversity Task Force that uh-huh. they launched this year, and they asked uh, a few people in the industry to be a part of it, right. and so you know we're meeting and really having these serious conversations about how do we change that because country music fans aren't just
0: white. Yeah.
1: Right. White and, and the it's, you know, it's Boondocks, cr- they're not it's, there's people all over the place. There are people of all different kinds of shapes, colors, backgrounds, everything. And you know, I don't I don't see me in country I don't, music. Yeah, right? I don't, right.
0: I mean, I would say Jimmy and Darius. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, but that's sti- not. But, but even that's not still, even a handful. That's not
0: even a handful. <laughs> like yeah.
1: it, it, we need more of that because it. That's what the audience is. Yeah. And um, you know, Mickey was talking about how she feel she she feels unwelcome sometimes, like as even a fan, because you even like let's say you watch the ACMs and there's an audience uh, that they they keep showing and it's white people. Yeah. And it's just like then you feel like it's not okay for you to be a part of it, and there are stereotypes, and it's just they, there's such a bigger picture there. So that's why I'm saying that's, it would be cool for someone cool. like you and me to it, host. It on would the totally country. be cool to do that. <laughs> yeah. We
0: should probably look into that. CMT, yeah, whatever. holla, holla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should probably look into that. Uh, no, that's, that's 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 actually very true. It's I I agree, with Mickey. There there are, there's been times when I've gone to concerts, even at industry parties, like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really—you're the only one. Yeah. It's not by, its not, here's the thing—it's not my—it's being the only one. I can do with being the only one. Yeah, but there's a, this interesting a being the only one and just being and feeling not welcome and being okay. the only one and being and then able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There was I know we I was there was one event last summer that I went to, and it was me, uh, and a couple other two black friends, and we went, and the crowd the kind of me, the kind of country it was mm-hmm. obviously like brought in that you know deep south country fan yeah and it kind of was like oh, i really don't feel Mm-hmm. they like, welcome that this one mm. think I'm gonna go ahead and leave yep. now mm. I'm gonna stick around have a drink if I really have to network today yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> all right
0: is that one number really worth it that uh. one coffee really worth it no I I'm, I'm gonna go home now yep
1: <laughs> Like well, I'm, gonna red I'm, sure door. You, I'm sure whoever that was, like you, actually liked that.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. You actually liked their music. Yeah, you actually liked them as a person. Right. But it's just, and, and it's not, and that's not a reflection on the artist. That's just the way that the the demographic of that kind of music right
1: happens, yeah. and it sucks. It does. It
0: sucks. I know. I know for a fact that I've been to concerts where I am the only black person in seventy five thousand people. Ooh, yeah. Where, I know for a fact.
1: Well, and I feel the same way being yeah. Mexican. Yeah. Like, I, I have, and it's weird, too, because, like, I come from San Diego, and I'm not used to being a minority <laughs> being Mexican. <laughs> like, I'm usually surrounded by it. so Exactly. This is, it's a different world. It's a whole different world. Yeah.
0: No, that's very true. It's, it's, still, it's still tough in this day and age still being a minority in country music. Yeah. yeah. But it's that's hard. what we're
1: working on. And that's what that whole ACM diversity task force is about is not just the ACMs. It's about changing the culture and making it more welcoming to, to different people.
0: So I'm going to bring up a controversial issue. Yeah. And we can edit out if you want to edit out. Mm-hmm. But um, the Little Knives X yes. song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the 25 remixes. Um, <laughs> mm mm-hmm. exactly. 2,500? 2,500 remixes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so, would you, <laughs> if it was someone else, do you think that it would have been okay for it to be on hot country songs, charts, for billboard?
1: When yeah. You,
0: when you said somebody else, what do you mean? Well, because
1: right? do you mean like if, if, it was a was, if
0: it was a white person?
1: If it was Brett Young? Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it was like Brett Young or somebody. Uh-huh. Versus. With, with, yeah. Versus Lil Nas X. Mm. Right. Because the song has gone number one on damn near every damn chart there yep. is. Mm-hmm. And then, it, uh, Yeah. For 19 or 20 weeks. And then it got knocked off. It broke the record. Yeah. mm -hmm. And then it got knocked off Mm -hmm. because they decided that it wasn't country Mm -hmm. for the hot country on Billboard. Mm -hmm. So that's what's like, if it was someone else.
1: Yeah. I think that people would have been much more accepting of saying that the genre is growing and it's going in different (laughs) directions. I think they would have just like said something different about it. Because, I mean, that's what we're seeing. And... You know, somebody like a Thomas Rhett puts out that's a song I, yeah. that's basically a pop song, and we're going to accept it as country because he's Thomas Rhett, and you know, Daddy's Red Akins, and and everything. Not to call out Thomas, like Thomas, I think deserves everything yeah, he has. Yeah. It's just right. for the example sake of it. Yeah, I think that I think that that presented a big problem, and it and it pushed it into people's faces to ask that question, yeah, and to have that discussion, and I think it's an important discussion. Yes. Um because this genre every musical genre is forever changing and if it doesn't then it's not really music it's not really art because if you're staying in the same you know lane forever Mm -hmm. then you're not growing and art is about growing and creating and Mm -hmm. and you know evolving right so yes music can be whatever it is music can be whatever we make it as a culture and i think that that song Probably wouldn't have been as controversial. Might not have even been a single had it been. It's crazy because we.
0: It's crazy because I look at it and it's like, well, shit. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't have this much of uproar when Eminem came out.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yet it was controversial. But yet right? it was controversial. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, we,
0: but we accepted that. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, but it's okay. also. It's
1: just. This genre, and, and, you know, I bring up again, you know, just about the conversation of women in country music. It's uncomfortable to talk about. It's uncomfortable to talk about. We need to talk about this uncomfortable stuff. We need to talk about the Lil Nas X stuff because we need to take a mirror and be like, is that okay? You know, we need to think about it.
0: I love that Keith Urban got, in board, got on board with it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I and love. then they did it at CMU.
1: Okay, I have never heard a noise in my life because we were there. We were there that night. Yeah, that's what we saw you that yeah, night. Yeah. Uh-huh. and I, And so I I don't know if you're the same, but I have never heard a crowd louder no. than when Lil Nas X came out and mm-hmm. Keith Urban. No. And I, I've never crazy. heard anything it like was that
0: in my crazy Because the, t- the, the TV taping didn't show it, but it was like... When you heard Billy, because everybody was expecting it already from right. Billy Ray Cyrus right. set. But when you heard Billy Ray come on the microphone and goes, y'all didn't think we were going to leave this, leave and not sing this song, did you? And then they started playing it, and the crowd just erupted.
1: Oh, it was mm. insane. And
0: then when they saw Keith Urban on there, they're like, oh, sh-. it even got even louder. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you, too, this was awesome and made me love him even more. But Lil Nas, he spent, I don't know, an hour... Just standing at the at the side stage area, mm-hmm. like where the fans are, yeah. signing autographs, taking pictures, talking to the fans, being so personable. Mm. Maybe longer than an hour because I had gone backstage like a couple times right. in between then. Right. And he just stayed there and show and he kept telling them how much he appreciated it, and it was so genuine and lovely. And I just I'll forever be a fan.
0: Oh, no shit. Yeah. No shit.
1: And he's also so grateful for the community yeah. that has been and that has had open arms. And like how can you deny that? Like and he's mm. had so much respect for the country music community. Like I,
0: lo- I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. He's um I do I did see on Twitter he's trying to get Mariah Carey to get on board with this song. He's trying oh, to get yeah. Mariah. And like I, everybody. Like yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get Mariah Carey to do it. I'm just like, and I think she agreed to do it.
1: I saw a Dolly Parton request out there. Really? And then Dolly even, like, photoshopped. Well, she didn't. I mean, maybe, she, maybe she's maybe photoshop she got mad photoshop skills. Photos. I don't know. You never know. But, uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Dolly can do anything and everything. But uh, she, like, when he, he mentioned it on Twitter and then she did uh like a photoshop picture you know how he would always announce yeah. it with the horses yeah and it was you know the little nas horse and then a giant pink like unicorn and that was like her saying i'd do it and i was like please
0: <laughs> that would be killer that needs to happen Yes, i think there's gonna be i, I really like this there has to be at least 25 remixes already recorded for this shit right i mean
1: for real it, well and did you know like that one that came out with uh, mason ramsey yeah it was supposed to be jake owen what yeah. he legit recorded it like laid down the tracks and everything and then right. last minute they had uh mason do it what so you know if he laid down the track that there ha- does have to be so many other
0: records right recordings mm-hmm. of it that's really crazy that's yeah. crazy and sony is like i need you to put another single out. he was like no let's just put another remix out
1: yeah <laughs> right let's keep making money, on it, keep making money on it why not
0: why not? Hey, ride, ride the
1: train until it exactly. literally runs out of exactly. Coal? I don't, what, mean, what does the train run out of coal?
0: Coal. Coal.
1: Gas. It's not gas. It's I don't not know.
0: gas. It's coal. Anyway, it's coal. I'll be
1: over here. It's coal. <laughs> I'm gonna go
0: with coal. So, you have you um on have you had any you've had any songwriters on your like actual song like hit songwriters on your podcast yet?
1: On the podcast, yeah. Uh, yes, Heather Morgan.
0: Oh, love me. Who's also an artist, yes. but yeah. yeah.
1: I had her on and uh, she and I have gone back a little bit this it's kind of funny we, we just we worked out together and worked out together for a while and didn't realize that we were both in the industry because we just didn't talk about work at I don't think at,
0: anyone talks about work when
1: they're working out right uh-huh. yeah <laughs> but we would talk about stuff all the time and then one day it was like so strange we were we did a workout class and then both of us had a problem with our car and so we went to the fire stone down the street, and we were like, oh, hey. And then we had to wait forever for our cars to get fixed. And so we just ended up, like, talking about all kinds of stuff. And we're like, wait, you're in the industry. You're in the what, – what? And, and then, then we just became friends. And um, so she was one of the first people that I invited on there because I, I'm such a huge fan of hers. Right. Uh, you know, both personally and professionally. And um, – she, if you don't know Heather Morgan, like, look you her up. Look her up. You yeah, look her she up. She is insanely talented um, as a writer and as an artist. But um, I've had her on. And I think you and I had talked about how uh, I'm working on getting Liz Rose on. Yeah, who yeah. Who I think is going to be coming to you, too. Yeah, Liz is coming to me,
0: too. Yeah, but yeah. That,
1: those are the songwriters that, um, and of course, just the artists that are also songwriters. We we had,
0: so I'll tell you how Liz came up. Yeah. Liz was at. We were at CMA Fest this past year, and she was, like, dressed down. Like, you really couldn't, like, if you didn't know who Liz Rose is, she was, like, incognito. Yeah. And we were in a suite. And um, we were sitting, I was sitting there, and Jody Messina was up there singing. And Hits Carolina came on, and I went nuts.
1: <laughs> yes. As I, one does. I
0: went nuts. The only mm-hmm. black guy in there singing Hids Carolina I- in the suite. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew yeah. that it was me. And I turn around. You know how you turn around and you're singing and you turn around and you make eye contact with someone and they are just singing along with you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm singing along with Liz Rose.
1: Oh, no, that's <laughs> really cool, though. Yeah.
0: that was a She's mom- a down she, pig, da- man. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, she likes to party, too, from what I've been told. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who does it in the industry? Exactly. Right. It's what we do. It's more
1: shocking when someone says that they don't drink than you're like, what?
0: <laughs> for a minute there, it started to become a trend. Everyone was coming out. Oh, I'm sober now. I'm sober now. It's like, come on.
1: I missed that.
0: <laughs> I missed that memo. <laughs> sober for one week.
1: Sober right. for one week. Well, I, you know, that is the town we live in, though, because yeah. like there's been time because, you know, we have events. All the time. Like today, I just I came from an event like there and every event has open bars. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how you and you network and that makes everybody comfortable, whatever. But um, I do remember the moment I realized, oh, this is a problem. When I was like, guys, I haven't drank in two days. And I was like so (laughs) proud of myself. And I was like, oh, wait a second.
0: (laughs) It's like I I had I had uh, I was telling, telling you today I was a little hungover today.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah.
0: Because I went out last night. I had two meetings yesterday, and in the meetings, we drank.
1: Well, of course. Yeah.
0: And I got a little carried away at the two-for-ones at Red Door last night. Who doesn't? (laughs) And then I ended up at Losers.
1: Yes, sounds right.
0: Sounds about right, right? Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, it was kind of (laughs) crazy. It was kind of crazy. Hey, that's a normal night. That's how you're supposed to do it. I got home. I went and got some Wendy's. (laughs) I got home. I passed out about before midnight was up at 3.
1: Oh man!
0: And just was up, just couldn't go back to sleep. Mm-mm. Why
1: Wendy's? Is that your go-to place, yes. or is it just there?
0: No, that is my go-to place. What do you get? I get the Baconator. <laughs> <Y'all>, <laughs> Solid. Y'all, yeah, y'all making me hungry. The Baconator. Right? <laughs> I mean, a-
1: any th- anything food, I'm like, I want to know more. Yeah, <laughs> got, I get the Baconator. I've got so many
0: I get the Baconator, and I get. Uh, they have a few uh, raspberry lemonade or something like that. Strawberry mm-hmm. lemonade that, that I get with it.
1: So good. See, I'm I'm more of like a cookout, but no, I mean, I'm really actually more of a little Chicago. Oh,
0: yeah, because it's open to like three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Exactly.
1: Shout out to Abby, right? My boy. (laughs) Every day, every time that I leave there, I'm just like, bye, see you tomorrow. (laughs) Not even a lie. He knows me so
0: well now. I come in, mozzarella sticks. Yep. Mm.
1: Can I tell you how much of an angel he is? Because, yeah. like, you know, he knows everybody's name. Yeah. Like, he, he's the coolest. Like, if you ever, if you're listening to this outside of Nashville, go to Abby's for, like, after you've gone out. But I left my phone there one night, and he took it home with him because he knew, like, you mm-hmm. know, I would be calling it and trying to find it. Right. And then the next morning, and he's out till like, 4 or 5 in the morning because he works so late. Right. He drove it to me. And, like made sure i had it angel angel, oh angel. My God. that's why like i'll never go anywhere else so Cookout, chicago. goodbye it's all about little chicago
0: <laughs> i'm over cookout because i used to i went through college at mtsu
1: see and i never had cookout where i was oh uh, we
0: had the first cookout in tennessee next right next door
1: dang that's something to brag about
0: yeah mm-hmm. the first cookout in tennessee was at it was in murphy's mtsu and it was literally you can walk like to get into our parking lot you had to go like it was the same parking lot as cookout Ooh. into my into my apartment oh yeah so you and had your share every morning we mm-hmm. would wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning we would, with our windows open our balcony door open we would smell
1: oh. the smoke just coming
0: from the stoves
1: uh-huh. and we're
0: like all right we're going to cookout yep and just walk over there and they were like, at that time they were just five dollars the, the big double burger combo was only five dollars, not the six seventy five of what it is now. It was five dollars.
1: <laughs> you know exactly. the six seventy five. <laughs> not, not the six seventy
0: five. It was five dollars. I was pissed about that.
1: I don't blame you, honestly.
0: I mean, like I've been doing for five dollars for all this damn you time. You should have been $6. grandfathered into that price.
1: Grand- <laughs> that is rude, honestly. <laughs> so,
0: all right, so did you major in broadcasting?
1: I majored in uh, journalism and media studies. Oh. Yeah. So I was using, and, and technically, I guess I'm still using it now. Yeah. I mean, I didn't technically like, study radio, but uh, it's still media. It's still all that stuff. See, so. I changed
0: mine to radio and communications when I-
1: Oh, got, you did? I
0: did. I was going to be a cop. Or, or it was a cop, then it was a teacher, then it was back to a cop, then it was back to a teacher.
1: That's right. a lot of changing.
0: Wait a minute, you was going to be a cop? So
1: did you have to stay in for extra years? No.
0: Luckily, it was like I did all the major changing in my first year.
1: Smart. So it was
0: like the general, I was still in general education basic classes. So it's like I didn't really have to worry about adding or taking away things.
1: Mm -hmm. I actually changed my major too Yeah. in my first year though. I was originally going to do a... uh, film, and te- film and television oh. and then I changed it to journalism media studies.
0: Oh. I don't really
1: remember my reasoning but here I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> here you are. <laughs> Doing the damn thing. Doing yep. the damn thing. <laughs> Doing the damn thing. Oh. Well this has been great. It's been a great interview. Yes. I love you for coming.
1: Oh I love you for having me.
0: Like this is amazing. I'm, I'm really excited. We have to go drinking. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> We'll have to go drinking. Go to yes. little Chicago. little Chicago. A little Chicago. We'll go drinking, then we'll go to a little Chicago.
1: <laughs> you continue drinking at a Bee's, well, too. <laughs> like, you have that last little, like, nightcap beer. In you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's always a Mick Ultra, and when he doesn't have it, I always. cry because I'm drunk already. So. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. So, you just can make it Ultra? Really? Come on. That's
1: That's my nightcap drink. No. Because it's not too much, mm. and it's just like a nice little bubbly, and it yep. goes great with chicken fingers. So <laughs> it's a nice pairing her chicken. I like, nice chicken. I like nice the combo. Pairing. You know? It's a nice pairing. It's a nice pairing. Yeah. <laughs> See, mine has a shot of tequila. You can do that, too. Yeah. I fully support There's it. a shot of tequila, and I go home and go to sleep. There you go. After the Wendy's, but it's now changing to... Little it's Chicago. going to not
0: change a little Chicago from now on. That's where it's at for sure, <laughs> for sure. It's been great. It's been episode three of season two at Casa de Monte Cristo. Yeah, I, I completely forgot what I was smoking here.
1: Mine went out again. So mine did too. Yeah.
0: Um, I got caught up in a conversation. I I I have a punch. Cigar.
1: Oh wait, am I supposed to say what Yours, I have? You got a Java. Oh, Java. Yeah. You got a
0: Java. She got that Java one that you had before. Yeah, that Java. You like the Java? Yeah, it's super yes, good. The Java's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Chill. <laughs> well, seriously. Thanks for coming on. Thank yes. you for
1: having me. That this was been so been much fun. fun. Thank you guys. Thanks for
0: swinging through. All right. We're good. All right, we're good. We're good. All right, I'm gonna finish the cigar. See you guys later. Yes. Bye.